Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The early bird catches the worm. That's right, but I don't think that the Mets believe in it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be wasting so much time picking a new manager, especially when top candidates are out there for the taking. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. I don't know what's up with the Mets, folks. I really don't. But, you know, that early bird catches the worm, which I just mentioned. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. For lack of a better term, it means get off your ass and stop wasting time. And I really believe the Mets are doing that. I know. I Listen, I could see the Mets saying it and, and the people who want to say the opposite say, well, they're just doing their due diligence. Listen. I believe in everybody doing their due diligence. I think a lot of times that's not done enough in a lot of instances, okay? So I'm I'm not going to kill somebody for doing their due diligence. But this is New York. It is the biggest media market in the world. It is certainly the toughest. Certainly the toughest in this country anyway. There's, there's tough places, but, but ain't none of them tougher than here, right here in NYC. And when you sit around and wait, you know, I, I, and everybody is speculating it's going to be this guy, it's going to be that guy, and then everybody has their favorites, and everybody has their friends in the business, especially writers, okay? Because writers, you know, especially the baseball writers, they're with the teams, 162 games, they're traveling, they're talking, and then they make friends, and then they have friends with agents, and the agents has this, and then you have a connection, and this guy's whispering in your ear this, and do me a favor, and well, well, well this guy might be traded, and if you, you, you do me a favor, prom, uh, promote my guy, and I'll help you out in the future, and mention this guy's name, yada, yada, yada. I get it. One hand washes the other. But message to the Mets, the guys are out there. Good candidates. 
not good candidates. I would say excellent candidates are out there. Top-notch baseball people who, damn it, know this market. I'm talking about Joe Girardi. I'm talking about Buck Showalter. I don't understand the dilly-dallying waiting around because there are a lot of jobs open now. I think something like seven, if I'm not mistaken. These people will be candidates for other jobs. They're out there for the taking. And they know this market. Besides knowing the market, I'm not just saying they know the market They're excellent baseball men. Excellent baseball men who've handled the scrutiny in this market. And certainly scrutiny has become, how you handle the scrutiny has become a bigger part of the job than ever before. Back in the day, the bottom line was just about winning. It doesn't work like that anymore. Now, whether that's fair or not, that's just the way it is. But Girardi and and Buck Showalter, Joe and Buck, have done both in this market. And other markets as well, but they've done it here. I, I just don't, you know, this waiting around and, and, you know, the names being mentioned and, oh, I mean, for crying out loud, you, you, you can, who's who? Of course, you got Girardi, you got Buck Showalter, Joe Madden, you know, th- those are the big, big names. I personally, listen, Joe Madden is a very good manager uh, for all intents and purposes, all signs point to him going to the Angels. And I say to that good because I, want, I don't want him in New York. I mean, he, to me, he's a little too funky or out there, and I don't know if that would sell here. Uh, g- very good manager. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But I, I'll give you an example. I'm hearing names like Carlos Beltran. I'm hearing names like Louis Carlos Beltran, who's been a um, obviously his former Met, former Yankee, uh, future Hall of Famer. Um, but first time manager in New York. And I like Carlos a lot. But first time manager in New York with the scrutiny and social media and all that, because it's all part of the gig. I, I saw I saw Carlos the other night at, um, uh, what was it, game two uh, of the ALCS. No, not the ALCS, the ALDS against the, the um, Twins. I was standing down in the hall, you, you know, ran into him said hello but you know Carlos I just don't see it as the manager of the Mets and and apparently there's interest I, I and I almost I almost don't like saying this because I don't want to 
take an opportunity away from somebody. But listen, we're talking about who's going to be the next Mets manager. Everybody's got an opinion on it. I just don't see him as a manager yet. And, and, uh, you know, I'll say this. If you want to be a manager, then go manage someplace else first. And you know what? That's the problem with a lot of these stars, you know, in baseball. Not not even stars. Certain guys, you know, you're making so many millions. It's not like the old days. And then you went down to the bushes and, 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 and rode on buses. These guys don't want to do that. They don't want to pay their dues. Go manage in, in A-ball, and in the Appalachian League, and, you know, go know what it's like. No, not what it's like to have done it as a rookie ball player. Know what it's like to do it as a rookie manager. You know, then I'm also hearing Mets quality control coach, uh, Luis Rojas. Highly respected. He, he was their quality uh, control coach last season. You know, highly respected. That that That's fine. You know what it tells me? It tells me, and I hate to say this, because I have stuck up. I, I believe the Wilpons get a bad rap saying that they're cheap. I, I don't buy that. If they were cheap, why would they take on a contract like they did with Carlos, uh, excuse me, Robbie Cano in excess, what, $100 million just so just so they can get a closer who, who couldn't close the door to the bathroom, let alone close a baseball game, Edwin Diaz. But they did that. You know, when, when they signed uh, Mr. Cespedes, Ioannis, was that cheap? When Brody Van Wagenen gave Juris Familia $30 million for three years, $10 million a year, to do what? To aggravate the fans and give them indigestion? I don't think that was being cheap. So I, I don't buy that. But if the Mets are not willing to pay what guys like Joe Girardi and Buck Showalter should be earning then something is wrong. Something is bad, bad wrong, and it's being penny-wise and dollar-foolish. Yeah, you want to watch your money. I Listen, it's always easy for us, when I say us, me, in the media, you, the fans, it's always easy to spend somebody else's money. But that's what baseball is. It's a billion-dollar business. And don't tell me, you know, I'm hearing, well, you know, if the Bucks and 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 the Girardis, they think three and a half, four million, whatever it is a year. No, they're not going to get that. They're going to have to, you know, smarten up, you know, realize that you can't get. Why? They're top-notch managers who have earned their stripes, who've been managing a long, long time. Really? A long, long time. I mean, what's 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 the delay? 
I don't get it. What is the delay? You're going to sit on your asses, sit on your hands, and, and wait around, and you're not going to hire somebody? And and then you're going to lose good people. I I just do not understand the thinking on this. And I'm not an agent for Girardi or, or Buck Showalter. But I also understand, you know, how the world has changed. And and now we want, we want managers. And everybody's got a boss. You, me, everybody's got a boss. We all have to answer to our bosses. But I don't need GMs calling down to the manager, which is allegedly what Brody Van Wagenen would do at times to um, Mickey Calloway, and and tell him what to do or do this or don't do this or with, with lineups or what have you. A manager has to manage. A manager has to manage. And I also want a manager who has the cojones to look at his boss and say, no, that's wrong. And a good boss, a really good boss, allows his employees, you surround yourself with good people. And you allow your employees to tell you if you're wrong. Joe Girardi, I, you've heard me say this here before. Joe, Joe Girardi, you know, when the Yankees decided to part ways after 10 years... I had no problem with that. No, I I really didn't. I had no problem with that. But what I did have a problem with, you know, after after 10 years, you say, okay, the heck, uh, the heck with it. You know, we were just time for a change. But when they put it out there, well, you know, then, then it was like, politicking bullshit they put it out there that well joe girardi you know he had a little trouble communicating with young players he had trouble communicating with young players he took those young players when the yankees that was their transition year not not this year not last year when aaron boone took over the year before that was the transition year and all Joe did was take him to within one game of going to the World Series. Within one game. So, what? What kind of problems? Do me a favor. Don't give me that BS. Really? I, I just, I, I don't... Joe Girardi, if I have a choice, Joe Girardi's my first choice. He is my first choice. I just think he's, he knows the market. Uh, 
He knows how to deal with players. Little old school, if you want to call it. You know, if he needs to get into a a player's face. But really. I don't. um, He's the guy. As as far as I'm concerned. I, I think Joe Girardi is the guy. I just I just think he's he is the right choice for so many reasons. I think he's a good manager. I think he knows the area, he knows the people, he knows the climate of New York. What's not to like? And the reason I say the early bird catches the worm, you know, Joe Girardi is a northwestern guy. He's from Chicago. I mean, if somebody would have told me that, you know, the Cubs were going to make a change, which obviously did did with Madden, I would think Girardi would have been the Cubs' first choice. So to me, he is the first choice. And hello, the Mets got to know that. Don't dilly-dally. And you know, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to come up with a conspiracy theory. But I almost wondering if the Mets are dragging their heels on purpose, not purpose, purpose. They're dragging their heels on purpose. So, hey, the Cubs will grab Girardi, maybe. And then the Mets can say, well, we wanted him, but it was too late. Yeah, it was too late, so get off your fat asses and do something. I I just don't buy into any of this. You know, there are good people out there. Now, I will say this. One name, which might not seem sexy, but I would be fine with if they're not going to go with an experienced manager. The one guy I would be fine with would be former Met Joe McEwing. He's he's the current uh, bench coach with the White Sox. Uh, here's a guy who's a baseball guy. I remember him with the Mets. And uh, I remember when he was traded from the Cardinals to the Mets. And Tony LaRusso, the manager of the Cards, was so upset at the time. You know, you know, it, part of the business, but he admired McEwing so much, he asked for a pair of Ewing's, Joe McEwing spikes and and had them nailed on his wall in his manager's office. This is a ball player. 
Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be a great manager. But if you're going to go, eh, and I, 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 well, yeah, I'm going to say if you're going to go cheap, because I, I really do think this becomes, if you're not going to hire Joe Girardi, and if you're not going to hire Buck Showalter, then you're going cheap. There, to me, is no ifs, ends, or buts about it. If you're not going to hire either of those two men, then you're going cheap. And I listen, you heard me just defend the Mets, you know, uh, for not being cheap before. And I, I think sometimes they get a bad rap. But they're going to get a rap from me. D- don't tell me that three and a half, four or five million, whatever it is for a manager, is 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 too much. Don't don't tell me that, Brody Van Wagenen. Not after you gave Jerris for me ten million dollars a year for three years. And well, you somebody's going to say, well, yeah, but he's a ball player. Yeah, what kind of ball player? And the whole world, you, me, my buddy Crash here, everybody knew when that was signed, everybody scratched their head and said, huh? For what? You know, there's an expression, sometimes you got to spend money to make money. Well, winning helps you make money. And a good manager helps you do that. And I, I, I think I think we're just wasting time. I think we're just wasting time. I think you have to go ahead, stop putzing around, and hire the right guys for the job. And it's, it, to me, it's got to be either Joe Girardi or Buck Showalter. I am a staunch believer in that. And and clearly, Girardi's my first choice. He just is. He's done it. He's done it here in New York. He's won here in New York. I mean, there's no bigger microscope than the New York Yankees in New York. There just isn't. You know, and, and, you know, some people, well... Some, sometimes the media wasn't in love with him because he wasn't kissing their ass. And a lot of baseball writers are like that. They like to smooch on the tush. They, they like, you know, to be pandered to and have their asses kissed. So Girardi could be a little coarse, if you will, at times. But Girardi is a good man. He's a good manager. He's a good guy. He's bright. He's intelligent. He knows the area. What the hell are you waiting for? Like I said, the early bird catches the worm. So I think everybody, Jeff Wilpon, who I've got a long relationship with, know him well. Jeff Wilpon and Brody Van Wagenen need it. Stop putzing around and get it done for crying out loud. 
And I'm sorry. I mean, to me, if it is not Girardi or Buck, you better have some excuse. And, you know, do you want a man to be a manager or an ass kisser to be a manager? If you want a man to be a manager, then Girardi and Showalter are your guys. If you want an ass kisser, well, then they're not the guys. But if you want an ass kisser, then your organization is going in the wrong direction. You know, that's that's the best way I can say that. So go get it done, Mets. Stop fooling around. Stop wasting time. Because you're only going to end up shooting yourselves in the footsies. The guys are there for the taking. Go take them. Girardi is my first choice, clearly. But if you tell me you want Buck, I'm not going to argue that. You're the bosses. But I, I, to me, there is no, it's a head scratcher. You know, to me, I, I just don't understand. I mean, these guys are available. Just get it done, period. Just get it done. And that's the story on Girardi and the Mets and Walter and, and managing. The other story that I wanted to talk about today, because it really comes into money too, is the Rutgers football program. Which stinks. As they say in Yiddish, fakakt. Stinks. And, again, I understand it's all about money. And, you know, what was it? that They officially joined in 2014 the Big Ten Conference, Rutgers. I said it then, I say it today, nothing has changed. It was a disastrous move when it comes to the football program in terms of winning. It was a money grab. Because you join football, it's a money grab. They refurbished the stadium, you know, you know they did all this stuff. It was a money grab. You cannot win. They've had coaches hired. They've had coaches fired. I mean, you know, your record this year thus far, well, they just fired Chris Ash a week ago. And um, his replacement was Nunzio Campanelli, who also got destroyed this past week. Uh, well, I think it was 48-7 to to Maryland. Last year they were one and eleven. The year before that they were four and eight. The year before that they were two and ten. Year before that four and eight. You get my drift. Rutgers. Now, I'm talking football here, which that's the big money grab. So that's why I'm talking football. If you would say to me, I have no problem with Rutgers playing basketball in the Big Ten. They can play and compete and, and win in the Big Ten. I'm talking football. And football for Rutgers in the Big Ten is a unmitigated disaster. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment because they can't compete. They get killed. 
week in and week out. And you know why they can't compete? It doesn't take rocket science to do this. They can't compete because they can't recruit. That's right. They can't recruit. It's all about recruiting, 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 recruiting. And if you can't get your blue chip players to go to Rutgers, you can't compete. Now, you might be saying, well, but Russ, why can't they recruit? Well, it's real simple. A lot of these kids, you know, people say, well, why can't we get the, you got some good Jersey football players. Got some good Jersey football players to play. You know, you know, why can't you get them to stay and, and play at home? Folks, it's not the same as getting local basketball players to stay and play in front of home people. You can tell kids to play. Hey, you get to play at the Madison Square Garden. You get to play in the Prudential Center. It's a, it's a different different beast. Jabril Peppers plays for the New York Giants. He went to Michigan. He's a Jersey kid. They want to go away. And, and here's the other thing. Do you think a parent... You, you know, let's say you're the head coach of Rutgers and you're going in to recruit. You're going in to sit the kid. You know, hey, mom and dad, you know... Joey here is going to be able to play in front of you and and in front of his grandparents and his aunts and his uncles and his friends. Isn't that great? And if I'm the dad, say, yeah, that loses its luster after you get knocked on your ass 52 nothing and 49-3. And come on. Yeah. That kills your recruiting. And there's certainly not going to be recruiting guys from out of state. You're not recruiting guys from the Midwest to come, they're not coming. Okay? So I I just, that that's something that I just, I don't buy into. And, you know, to, to me, they're like the Jews who were wandering in the desert for 40 years. They're never going to win. They're never going to win in football. I've known coaches over the years. I, I mean, I've been in this town for 30 years in this market. 31 years. They're just, they're not going to win in football. It, it, so joining the Big Ten... The president Barkey, Barchi, whatever his name is, that that's all fine and dandy. You you went for the dough, you took the dough, and that's it. God bless you. Good for you. Making money, but you're not making fans. You know, believe me, when you consistently lose, it it makes your recruiting go in the opposite direction. Who the hell wants to come? And if you're a local kid, if you're a star quarterback for a top high school in New Jersey, 
Why would you want to stay at Rutgers? Uh, stay in Jersey to go to Rutgers. I just, I don't see any reason why. If someone's going to come in and tell me, hey, Russ, and you know, if I had a son playing, you, you know, Mr. Salzburg, we, we can l- think about a little, little r- Johnny is going to get it. You, know, he, you can see him. You can come every Saturday. You don't have to make long trips. And he, yeah, but I don't want to come see him get his ass whipped every Saturday. That's not fun. I don't want him demoralized. It doesn't work. It does not work. So I'm sorry. I wish I wish Rutgers all the best. But I don't see I don't see how they're going to get out of this mess. They talk about what's that old expression? You made your bed, so now sleep in it? Well, sleeping in this has turned into a nightmare. Because this is a football disaster. It is a collegiate disaster. I mean, this past week, you had two kids with the quarterback and and, and a running back, I think, that they chose not to play because if you play more than four games... Yeah, uh, you you can't be redshirted. They're already thinking about transferring because of what's gone on with the school. It's a disaster. But it was a money grab. So you wanted to join the Big Ten, you got the Big Ten. You made your bed, sleep in it. Anyway, that's a wrap here today, folks. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. And now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast here on WABC. You can tell me on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also check out my website. Uh, it's russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man across the way, Crash, who takes such good care of me, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano. Also, my thanks to uh, Tim Einickel, my WABC podcast producer, uh, 77 WABC program director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding assistant program director Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, you people out there, because without you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. We'll talk to you next time. The Living Room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.